Oh, Joel and Turner's on here? Yeah, I mentioned that. Oh, JLT, maybe. Are you going to be on a Deep Purple podcast talking about it? Maybe. I mean, come on now. I've got the market cornered for JLT discussion on there. You're listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. A fan podcast about one of the most legendary bands of all time, Deep Purple. We take a look at the music, history, and people behind the band Deep Purple and beyond. Welcome to the Deep Purple Podcast, the first and only podcast devoted to one of the greatest bands in rock history, Deep Purple. Today's episode is episode number 253, Rainbow Live Between the Eyes. And coming to you from the suburbs of Chicago, home of the Cookie Monster Cookie, I'm your host, Nathan Beaudry. And coming to you from the suburbs of Providence, I'm your co-host, John Juicy Lips Matola. <laughs> <laughs> and coming to us from the suburbs of Northwest Indiana, the one, the only godfather of rock podcasting, Mr. Chris L., I did notice the juicy lips on Matola. What's going on with that? <laughs> yeah, it's actually quite noticeable. I think it was before you had sound. So I, um, I have a bit of a cold. So I woke up having breathed through my mouth all night, and I chapped my lips. So now they're very, very dry. <laughs> so I just slathered them in aquaphor. <laughs> They're just reflecting the light off of that O-ring. <laughs> I should have said John Fried Chicken Matola. Yeah, you look uh, like you just got back from a... Well, you, you can expect uh, my lips to become lubricated with the uh, subject matter of tonight's, uh, or this episode, so... That's, that's right. Hell yeah. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so we're joined. So uh, for anybody that doesn't know Chris L., I can't imagine that... You don't. But Chris L is one of the three hosts of Pod of Thunder. Uh, So, of course, if you don't listen to them, you got to check them out. But you probably already do. So, um, Chris, welcome back to the show. I know when I contacted you, you were a little um, surprised because it was almost like you were riding off into retirement, having covered the three JLT albums. (laughs) And then uh, all of a sudden there's a new one. Yeah, I wasn't expecting it, but um, in the parlance of our times, I'm just going to say sorry, not sorry for <laughs> hogging up all the JLT material on your show, um, uh, bumping off any potential other guests to talk about all things Joe and Turner. I definitely appreciate the opportunity and a pleasant surprise, and I'm a big fan of this one, this uh Reminds me of early MTV days. Uh, I think MTV came on our cable system maybe a a year, year and a half after it debuted in 1981. So probably around early 83 is when we started to get it. And I remember this show being on, you remember they used to have the Saturday night concert Mm -hmm. uh, every week. This show is on, it's fairly regular. I remember seeing it at least two or three times on Saturday night uh, MTV concert. So I'm a big fan of this. I haven't seen it in decades, so I'm looking forward to seeing it again, but I am familiar with it. Big fan of this era of the band, as you all know. Yeah, well, you got locked in early with the JLT. You know, we we asked you to be on the show for, I forgot what it was. It was going to be something else, but then you said something about being a big JLT era fan. So we said, well, let's just start covering those albums and uh yeah 
Had a stranglehold on it ever slid, since. Slid right into being a resident JLT co-host. So. That's right. I uh, couldn't be more honored or privileged to have that distinction. Never thought it would happen to me, but I'm happy <laughs> to uh, be that guy for you, fellas. Sounds like you just won the lottery. <laughs> hey, man, I'll take it. Uh, I will take all the good things I can get in my life, and this ranks near the top. I mean, I, I'm definitely a, uh, I'm you know, hyperbolic about it, but I'm definitely a, uh, like I said, a fan of this era of the band, but, uh, you know, Joe Lynn Turner, one of the great underrated front men in certainly in arena rock history, if not the entire history of rock and, uh, just a huge fan and, uh, glad to be here. Again. Awesome. Well, we have a live stream going right now. So, um, this is, live stream is populated by people that support the show, our patrons. Um, you can support our show a number of ways. One is by leaving us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Another is buying some merch on our Etsy store, but also become a patron on Patreon or on PayPal for as little as $1 a month. Help support the show. Um, big update. Parts. More parts are on the way for the new studio computer, so in the next couple of weeks, I'll probably be putting it together. And... Um, the overall result for our listeners will probably be nothing, but the result for us and the ease of making the show and having this computer not die suddenly um, will be huge. So I'm uh, mm. excited about that. Um, so uh, our show is 100% listener supported and ad free. So if you want to continue the show that way, help support us, you can do so by donating um, some a little patron announcements. Uh, so one of them is that uh, we had Ashley, um, still I hear burn, Rose is going for the patron upgrade. That's right. She upgraded from the $1 tier to the $3 Nobody's Perfect tier. Um, and she says, uh, hey, Nate, hope, hope you're doing well. Um, so I asked her, why did you decide to upgrade? Um, she said, I got to be honest, I was laughing at John's Jennifer Coolidge impression and then was sold on the random painter calling to check in on the 911 or 911 alert. Um, so I recently just got a pay bump at work and seeing as all I do is listen to podcasts all day. Um, I have you guys to thank for my pay bump by keeping me occupied and laughing. Also felt fitting to upgrade one of my favorite album episodes. This was right after the Dio Holy Diver episode. Mm. Thanks for all you guys do. Hope to catch you guys soon. So, uh, John, you know what this means? Um, this means that she clearly hasn't heard Rich's daughter's Jennifer Coolidge yet. <laughs> it's much better. <laughs> if, if you like, yeah, if you liked mine, you'll love hers. It's, it's much more authentic. But, um, but this what means does this mean? You're officially a, a professional impressionist because it has actually earned the show money. Hey, just your Jennifer Coolidge. Call me Rich Little, Frank Caliendo. Uh, who else? <laughs> who else does impressions? Me, John Matola. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah. And I would also have to chime in here and say that I'm impressed that you have the, uh, as a listener of your show, the only woman who's ever consumed Dio material. Uh, <laughs> Actually, yeah, that's a good point. I mean, because that's one, that's one of the things I say, like when guitar nerds get all bent out of shape, pun intended, about uh, when, uh, you know, they talk about Vivian Campbell, you know, slumming it in Def Leppard, <laughs> like he doesn't do any of his shred solos like he did with Dio. And I'm like, 
Yeah, I think maybe for a change, he wanted to look out in the audience and see some women. So, you know, <laughs> you can't really fall. Into I'm sure I'm sure between the, the female fan base and the paycheck, he's uh, quite OK with the yeah, decision. The, yeah, the paycheck speaks for itself. But, mm. uh, you know, kind of nice as a guitar player myself. Retired, though, but uh, I always like to look out in the crowd and see some females. I don't know about uh, anybody else out there, but I think Vivian probably came around to that way of thinking when he, well, when he joined Whitesnake, of course, but then, uh, you know, on to Def Leppard. So, you know, the guitar nerds uh, can can just shut it about his career. Yeah, like your story about the uh, King Crimson concert. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> did um Nate, did I ever tell you about um um what your your cousin Jeff said about Vivian Campbell like years ago he saw this I it, it must have been a Def Leppard documentary and they were interviewing him and they were going through his history and he's just like, "Yeah, I was glad to move on to bands like White Snake or Dio so everything didn't have to be <laughs> <laughs> And he, exactly. he thought that was the fucking funniest thing. We were yeah. used to be crying. Imagine Jeff doing it too. Yeah, I can I can so, see that. Yeah. <laughs> um, like doing the horns and like the, the vampire hiss. So <laughs> I think yeah, I think Zoom cut out the hiss for you, but that'll be on the audio. It's a special feature for you audio listeners. Yeah. Um yeah, yeah, I, I've I've got to imagine being in Def Leppard has its benefits, um, mm, and you sure. know I think probably just like the overall drama and everything too, and not knowing. I'm sure he's got a pretty solid paycheck. Um, we had Purple Swede join us last week at the three dollar thirty three cent halfway to Evil Tear, so thank you very much. Uh, and just a shout out to our executive level patrons before we move on. At the in memoriam tier, we've got Gerald, Jerry, Kelly, and family. At the twenty five dollar uncommon man tier. Ovis Nakfi and Purple Maniac. At the 15 Squid tier, we have Alan. At the $10 Good Doctor tier, Dr. Mike Catan, who is in the chat right now um, and will be joining me in just a few days at Glenn Hughes. So excited, um, excited about that. Nice. We've got um, at the Turn It Up to $11 tier, Clay Wambacher, Frank Tielgard Mortensen, Mickelstein, Will Porter, PhDPP. And Michael Bagford, um, also in the chat. At the $10 Someone Came Tear, we have Ryan M., who will also be joining me at uh, Glenn Hughes, Jeff Bryce, Victor Campos, Better Call Saul Evans, and Peter from Illinois, the last person that will be joining me at Glenn Hughes. And at the Hughes-Oween by 2033 tier, we have the one and the only Fielding Fowler. Thank you so much to everybody for uh, your generous support of the Deep Purple podcast. Is um, that uh, Glenn Hughes show? Is that going to be at the Arcata Theater? Yes. Yep. Wonderful venue. Yeah, Seen I don't think I've ever many been. Shows there. Really? Yeah. Oh, you'll enjoy the very classic. Uh, uh, you know, from the theater from the Prohibition days. I think it's coming. If it has already added, it's coming up on its 100th anniversary old school building excellent yeah. great place to see a show so that'll be good i can't wait well when this comes out i will have already seen the show so um yeah we'll have you a, a, a full review on the next episode um no, and then no spoilers <laughs> yeah, no, yeah <laughs> um yeah i think he's gonna play uh 
think he's going to play Burn? He's probably going to play Highway Star, too. Um, yeah, he would definitely play Burn. Um, and then we're um, I'm going to see Vi Satriani in April, so looking forward to that one as well, playing in Chicago as they announce their kind of Midwest leg of the tour, so that should be exciting. Um, okay, so here we are. We're at... Um, we've covered all the Rainbow albums at this point. We've covered live performances um, from the Dio era, live performance... Uh, pretty much one of the only live videos from the Bonnet era. And now here we are live between the eyes, the JLT era full in full effect. This is probably, I don't know. Would you say Chris, this is the pinnacle of the JLT era right here? Uh, yeah, I'd say so. Um, I mean, this is what, this is obviously straight between the eyes tour. So they would just have one, album left after this um i i think this is yeah i think this is their peak i think uh ben i shape was on par with um straight between the eyes but it didn't have quite as many radio hits if i remember correctly at least in the detroit area so i think i think this is really the pinnacle of their you know their aspirations uh reported that they wanted to be foreigner so yeah. i think they i think they got to that point with straight between the eyes and then just to be clear that's not a bad thing coming from me um yeah i love this ear of the band and this type of material uh the much lambasted uh, corporate rock as uh as the Elvis Costello looking critics like to say. Um, <laughs> and uh, that's a David, that's a ripoff from David Lee Roth. He's like, you know, ripping on the critics. He's like, well, what do you expect from a bunch of guys who look like Elvis Costello? <laughs> They're going to like bands that look like themselves, you know? That's so, true. Um, but yeah, no, I think, um, yeah. And I, I think this lineup was the most cohesive. I mean, I, saying the word cohesive in the context of rainbow is kind of silly because <laughs> they just didn't have, they it, correct me if I'm wrong. They didn't have the same lineup for one album next to their whole career. Right? No, mm. there are a few like stragglers. I think who like, I know there was that whole time where they like fired Tony Carey from the band, but then he brought him back for like, couldn't find anybody to replace him, so he like asked him to come back and do a few songs on the next album. <laughs> without yeah. without fact checking that, I'd be willing to bet money that Chris was right on that one. Yeah, it's got it's got to be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, some musicians the, the good the good ones lasted three albums, I think, um, and for the for the most part. Well, actually, yeah, no, yeah I think I don't know if anybody went more than three albums in a row, other than Richie. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, well, no, so, I guess Roger. Roger Glover would have done four albums, uh, but yeah, it's it's for the most part. Um, yeah, it's it, it, it's it's just funny because he's so fire happy that he brings back the guys he just fired to come help out on the next album, um, and they and yeah. they come, they they come and help out, <laughs> which is yeah, well, you know, as long as the oh. uh, the paychecks there, but. Oh. Um, yeah, they call that Bob Daisley syndrome. Yes. Yeah, da- yeah, Daisley just kept coming back to Ozzy again and again, but Yeah, he just he just wanted that punishment. Yeah. Well, hopefully he had a better deal in the later stuff with as far as residuals. Mm. Um but Yeah, I I like this lineup. Um, you know, and I think maybe my opinion of cohesion is influenced by the fact that I've you know, I never saw them live, but I did 
have seen this concert video and I just thought, uh, I don't know, I was totally into it back in the day. I expect I'll be into it again decades later tonight, but uh, they, they definitely seem to be firing on all cylinders on stage. So on this album, the lineup we have is, I'm sorry, in this performance, uh, Roger Glover on bass, Bobby Rodinelli on drums, uh, Richie, obviously, David Rosenthal on keyboards, and Jill Lynn Turner on vocals. So you've got like, uh, nice. this is like a Billy, uh, Billy Joel rainbow here, because you got the two guys from... Uh, no, 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 that's Chuck Berge. That's Chuck Berge. I'm sorry. So it's David Rosenthal uh, who goes on to Billy Joel and Chuck Berge who takes over, I think, for Bobby Rodinelli goes on to the, to uh, Billy Joel. Oh, I didn't Not the most uh, uh, obvious transition from Rainbow to Billy Joel, but um, pretty amazing. Hey, you, you see you've got yeah. like th- three quarters of uh, Deep Purple in the band at one point and two, two fifths of, uh, <laughs> of Billy Joel, <laughs> an odd marriage. Mm. Um, so this was produced by uh, Aubrey Powell. This whole uh, album, um, who who was a producer and wa- worked with Hypnosis, who is that uh, album art firm. So the the um, album art for this is not great, um, but it was designed by the same people who did like Pink Floyd, Animals, Wings, Venus and Mars, the the Led Zeppelin Presence album. Uh, Deep Purple, Nobody's Perfect. They did that box, that famous box set uh, that Zeppelin came out with. It was like 1990, the one that like everybody had. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's kind of a, a classic uh, album art produ- uh, producer there. Um, and it was directed, the film was directed by Nigel Gordon, who doesn't have any other credits. And all the photography on the cover uh, is by Ross uh, Halfin, the famous legendary rock photographer. And this was performed... Um, on August 18th, 1982 at the San Antonio Convention Center, San Antonio, Texas. So not a huge venue, about seats, about 2,300. Um, nice. Would have been a great place to see. Everything was bigger in Texas. That's right. (laughs) Apparently not. Well, that place would have only had 500 seats anywhere else. Um, Touche. Okay, so uh, before we move on, we'll just thank our next level of uh, patrons, and then we'll go right into the the concert. Um, and uh, here we go. Uh, thanks to our foundation level patrons, uh, we have at the three dollar and fifty cent Deep Purple New York tier, we have Lord Longford. At the three pound aromatic feed tier, we have Simon Ford and Richard Brees. At the $3.33 halfway to evil tier, Stephen Sharp and Duncan Leesk. At the $3 nobody's perfect tier, we have Peter Gardeau. Ian DeRosier, the prog frog. Mark Roback in the chat. Stuart McCord. Ivan Fieldboo. Runar Siemensen. Oh, wait, I'm doing the wrong group. <laughs> JJ Sennard and Runa Sinadequacies. Uh, joining us in the chat, we have the one, the only, uh, John Maselli. Yeah. 
the Sheik of Spares, the Lord of Lanes. <laughs> what? Oh, no. How swollen is it? Well, what'd you stick it in there for? Should the children be hearing this? <laughs> <laughs> Michael Boyette, Corey Morissette, and Ashley, still I hear burn. Ooh, where is it? <laughs> All right, so we'll do the rest of them at the, at the end of the show since I messed everything up with the with the with the order there. Um, all right, Aye. so here we go. Yeah, they see they get a little bit of they get bumped up to the the middle of the show for this week. So uh, there you uh, go. I, I figured I felt like something was wrong. I'm like I feel like we're toward the end for some yeah, reason. What's I skipped, going on I skipped here? Right. I felt like man, we're wrapping up the episode already. Um, <laughs> Great show. Yeah. Okay, so here we are, ready to get into it. We have. Let me share my screen with you. This is Rainbow Live Between the Eyes, and this is from the DVD release. Thank you. A big thank you to Craig Smith for sending this over to me. Um, And here we go. Live Between the Eyes. Late summer. Late summer, yeah. Stanatonio. (laughs) I like Chris's narration. Gunshots ring out. Yeah, right? (laughs) It's like the walking dead. (laughs) 9.23 p.m. is very precise. Looks like a ghost town. What's going on here? I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Guy reading the newspaper on the street here. Oh, looking at the rainbow ad. Is he burning? Saxon opening. Saxon was the opener, huh? Wow. (laughs) He's... Oh no, the guitar came right between his eyes. So a little bit of more theatrical opening. See, I've seen bits and pieces of this, but I've never seen the whole thing, so I missed that. So one of the things when I originally saw this for the first time, is that how we should do it? Just talk through it and you guys can hear me and all that? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. The one thing that just drew me in immediately was like how much Richie, you know, manipulates the pickup selector and the knobs and stuff throughout this whole concert. He's just constantly doing that. Um, I hadn't seen a lot of, hardly any, if, if any, Deep Purple uh, footage up until this point was mm-hmm. that something he did throughout his career or was he just kind of yeah yeah I think he's pretty active I know there's some songs even it's uh what is it uh it's like lay down stay down or was it uh where he does that little like thing and you can actually hear him on the album he he like starts with the wrong pickup and he flips the switch to the a different pickup because yeah. he's not happy with it yeah. but, I mean I've seen well, know the, the the Denmark 72 show, I just remember it being burned in my brain, him just like during his solo, like just fiddling the knobs and flipping the switches and like his left hand is going like this. I'm like, what is this guy even doing right now? Yeah, right. Exactly. The eyes are lowering down on the stage. They don't really look so much like eyes. Yeah, it's kind of a spinal tap-esque uh, <laughs> bit here with the... Uh, a little bit low low tier uh, effect but yet you know it's kind of cool at the same time I don't know yeah Michael Bagford said Coverdale would have changed the design of those eyes 
It's yeah. actually kind of cool. They're, stro- they're like yeah. looking around the mm. audience, you know? Yeah. I mean, that part's cool. It's just a, it's just a tad like suggestive budget level uh, <laughs> stage uh, setup. I think Coverdale did put a deposit down on those, but then he changed. Uh, you know, he changed his <laughs> yeah, mind. They had started them for a White Snake show, and then they're like, "Oh sh- <laughs> shit, they don't want them anymore." But I heard Rainbow wants some eyes. Well, Coverdale would have wanted them as a set of testicles, probably, <laughs> in keeping with his general theme, and then just just thrust the mic stand up between them like yeah. he used to do. It'd be perfect. I'm, I'm getting inside of Coverdale's head right now, and uh, I'm pretty sure I, uh, I have an accurate just uh, representation of his mindset for this stage decor. Here. I think you got it covered. <laughs> yeah, Richie just killing it here. I mean, and he's coming out on the first solo, doing the you know on top of the fretboard thing. Like, like he usually saves that for the end. And like I said, I probably saw this for the first time around 83, probably soon after it came out. And uh, by that time, I had acquired my first real quality guitar I started playing in 79. Yeah. And my first real quality guitar was a 70s, late 70s Strat. Oh, nice. Uh, it was red, black pickguard. Rosewood fingerboard. Mm. So I'm, you know, seeing Richie play his guitar, and I'm like, mine doesn't sound like this. What, uh, <laughs> what am I doing wrong here? I don't know. Uh, what settings my, is he using? Why my guitar sounds so lame, and he's sounding so awesome. <laughs> he but, must have a six-way switch instead of a five-way. Yeah. He's got a, one more. <laughs> but I always loved the 70s Strat with the bigger headstock and the bigger black logo. Yep. I'm a big fan of that look. Okay, it's time to talk JLT now. <laughs> the real star of the show. Let's get into it. Gotta love that fringe jacket. I actually acquired a fringe jacket uh, within the past few months. I wore what? it to <laughs> the last Fozzie show I saw. Wow. That's great. Yeah. Where like did you, where'd you come across co- one of those? At uh, the, the antique mall kind of uh, opened up near my house. And oh, okay, yep. The head was, you know, they have all the booths, different vendors. Is that the one that has the big um, billboard and they advertise that they have a podcast? Uh, I did not notice that, there's, but they do have some billboards up along 94 down there. Yeah, there's one when I'm driving down 94, like, going towards uh, Indiana. It's like a flea market or something, and there's like, we have a podcast that you can listen to. I was like, wow, that must be a we pretty should, intense flea market. We should force our way on to that. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but it's America's Antique Mall, and uh, one of the booths had this jacket. It happened to be my size, and I snapped it up. It's pretty great. So I'm feeling... In- a kinship with JLT here. Even more so than normal. Which, which makes me very happy. Feeling good about myself right now. It's funny, Roger than got I like, did. Wh- he's playing like the precision bass with the same like beige with white pick guard that Richie has. I've... Wow. So that was Spotlight Kid. Pretty uh, intense opener. Uh- yeah, nice finish there from Rondinelli. Good drumming. Oh, 
This is a great fucking song right here. I think we... Sure, I spoke uh, highly of it when I was on the original episode, but... Yeah, I don't remember the exact rankings, but... This song is great. This is JLT telling a woman what's what. (laughs) (laughs) And we've seen Dio where in the live performance a similar... He was more of the Aussie-style fringe setup, but this is like the fringe leather jacket. Updated for the 80s. Yeah, less hippie, a little more Western glam, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, yeah, it matches good, like the though. Miami Vice look that Roger has, like that Mark Roback just commented on. Nothing wrong with the Miami Vice look. Not at all. In fact, I often say a slight hijack here, but uh, my fa- favorite era of Eric Clapton is Miami Vice Clapton <laughs> of the late 80s. Yeah, mm. the blazers yeah, and the pastel shirts. The, yeah. the, the forever man era, that type of thing. Yeah, he had some good stuff around then. Yeah, I thought so. You know, polished, highfalutin stuff, but I preferred it, you know, to his, a lot of, actually to all of his other stuff. It's my favorite era. So there are backup singers here. I was going to ask about that before we started. When you were uh, listing the members of the band, I wondered, are, are the female singers, I can't remember if they're shown on the screen, but are they uh, credited at all? They are credited. Uh, the, uh, D. Beale is one of them, who has no other credits other than this Rainbow release. And then another one that's listed as Un Robinson, UN Robinson, but then it says also known as Lynn Robinson, which so I I don't know it's if that's just like a misinterpretation of it written out. Um but also just kind of credit on these releases. But they sound great. I don't know if we'll ever catch yeah. a glimpse of them, but JLT's wearing, he's got his jacket open, he's wearing something with like Japanese characters all over it. Yeah, it was another big style thing in the 80s, the, the rising sun motif, Japanese letters. Somebody was just commenting about uh, seeing Richie bouncing around like a little kid is funny to watch i'm sure some nose whiskey was involved in uh, <laughs> in that behavior it is was the 80s after all i don't think i don't think richie ever touched the stuff you don't think so no word, word has it that he didn't he liked you believe his, that he liked his booze but well according to what glenn hughes wrote in his book and all that it seems like richie was kind of looked down on while he would consume alcohol, he was he kind of looked down on the drug aspect of things. Huh. Well, Glenn Hughes would be a reliable source yeah. on that. <laughs> he wouldn't have any uh, reason to lie about that. You figure think. if he did, then they would have kind of been buddies. Yeah. Hmm. The, the, the original toxic twins. 
<laughs> yeah, right. I mean, you can really tell when Richie is having a good performance. You can just tell in his body language. And you can tell, I tell when he's happy to be there. My theme song. Yeah, he's into it, man. He's having a good time. Yeah, right at the beginning of the show, he went launching that solo. He's looking over at Roger and smiling. He's coming over to, to JLT, you know? Yeah. You, if he's in a bad mood, he just kind of stays on his side of the stage and he doesn't, he just does his job. Lights shit on fire occasionally. Punches cameraman. California jam style. <laughs> I think the cameraman's safe tonight. The bass is really snarling there. Yeah. yeah. I do like the addition of the backup vocalists. Yeah, exactly. They should bring them on stage like Motley Crue does, dancing around. Dressed up in leather. <laughs> JLT would uh, not be opposed to that, I don't think. I'm sure not. I want maybe one of, of those na- names is a pseudonym for Erica themselves. Yeah, they probably sequestered themselves out of fear that they would just jump on JLT. <laughs> they couldn't control that, themselves. <laughs> you know, they couldn't guarantee professionalism if they were standing right next to them. <laughs> Richie looks insane. Yeah. Richie looks like he just spotted a cameraman. <laughs> Either that or he's he's located the monitor mix guy who he's gonna kill after the set for not doing his job right. That was one. It looked like he went like to discussed. his ear and did one of these. Uh. Like give me more monitor, who knows? <laughs> Or it could have just been simply a woman flashing her, flashing him her, you know what? So, notes. Yeah, straight between something. He's else. having a good time though, man. Yeah, this is what makes it so enjoyable to watch. Aside from the music just being spot on. Yeah, they're all into it, man. This yeah. is an energetic. You know, you never know what you're gonna get with Blackmore Rainbow, but there, you got your money's worth if you were there for this one. Oh yeah, they they picked a uh, right uh, a good show to to uh, to film. Man, Richie is just going nuts. Jeez, might be as a result of the tightness of that necklace. It might be uh, getting to him a little bit. <laughs> but he just oh, it looks like he yanked the cord out of his guy. Like you can tell when he's really into it when he's not even playing his guitar. He's just slapping it and. <laughs> Put his hands on the wrong side, and I mean, he was just pumping you know, his fist more than he was playing. Doing a little jig, you know. <laughs> and it's a nice, faster tempo because you're getting that live energy, but it's not crazy fast where it's like not good it's like an accelerated pace but right where it needs to be to just like still be grooving and rocking but just filled with energy 
yeah, sometimes bands get a little too over, you know, the nose whiskey, as you put it, comes in, comes into play, and the, the wow. tempo is just out of control. But this There's is Rolling Stones from this era, yeah. from the, uh, the what the Tattoo You tour. I can't remember the name of that live album, but those tempos are just off the hook, unlistenable. Mm. Wow. Nice. Did he say San Antone like he was a... Sure did. All right, so now we're going into um, Tearing Out My Heart. <laughs> she's making the most insane faces. My God. Odd guy, man. Yeah. First time I saw your face By your side was the only place That I would want to be We were talking earlier, I was going to bring up I, did, I know I've read an interview with Richie where he says he just throws his switch into the all the way down or all the way up. I can't remember which one he said, and he never touches it, but I've never seen that uh, in play. He always seems to be fiddling with something. Yeah, somebody just said one of, this is one of their favorite JLT era songs. Absolutely. This is top shelf stuff all the way. Especially with that extra infusion of energy in the live set. Wow, look at Bobby with the drumsticks. He's, he's putting on a show back there. He's got the uh, requisite gong. Yeah. I wonder if, can't remember if that comes into play at any point. Yeah, it's always great when it doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> it's just there for show. The roadies love that. You just set up the <laughs> gong. He never hits it, but we got to transport it anyway. We can lug this goddamn thing around. vocals whoa <laughs> shaking his ass a little bit he almost was borrowing some of his style from the first album on that one he's yeah he's doing it all not he's even 20 minutes in and he's doing it all yeah he's really treating this like a sprint <laughs> <laughs> I love those little hand cues. Jimmy Page used to do those a lot. Zeppelin. 
Like he's conducting the band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we love when Richie conducts himself. He'll be playing just himself, and he'll do these little like <laughs> yeah, things right. like this. Yeah. <laughs> he's that much of a control freak where he has to conduct himself. <laughs> so he doesn't screw up. <laughs> I couldn't. It looked almost like he was kissing or taking a bite out of his guitar. He just brought it up to his face there. I wonder if they filmed a few dates on this tour and just landed on this one because it was so awesome. But uh, I'd, I'd be surprised if this wasn't the peak of the tour. I mean, if, if they got any better, that would be pretty incredible. They're smoking on this performance. Oh, yeah. I mean, really, the other thing that makes it good too is is that this was official release, right? So, yeah. I mean, yeah, the, right. I mean, the the uh, the camera work is good. The sound was mixed well. And we've seen some shows where, like, we've had like these horrible camera angles. Like, hey, Richie's doing a great solo. Too bad all we can see is like the back of the guitar neck. <laughs> right. Yeah. It's usually at his own insistence that no cameraman be within thirty mm. feet of him or whatever. But it is. Um, he can take it, restraining orders out on cameramen. <laughs> Oh, they should have them out on him. <laughs> but a lot of the times, even on pro recordings, they they you know they'll they'll be focused on the singer dancing while there's a guitar solo going on. But this cameraman, or at least the director, or whoever, seems to know what's what's up. What's up? Yeah, this is. Great live arrangement here where they do this uh, up-tempo section at the end. <clears throat> Pretty great. Yeah, this is really good. Like up until this point, you might be thinking in the back of your mind that it was a little too early for the down tempo song, but that all went away kicked oh, into this part. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's way ahead of his time. He's got a Taylor Swift bracelet on. <laughs> Foreshadowing to 40 years later. <laughs> Richie was a Swifty back then. <laughs> The jacket's off. 
Oh boy. Yep. JLT's getting serious now. Taking it to the next level now. Oh, come on now. Epic live version of that song, man. Yeah, that's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Hit the gong, baby. (laughs) (laughs) He's saving it. He's still saving it. Damn. That was good. Oh, yeah. That was great. So throwing in a little lazy there. Telling it like it is. Superb mm-hmm. is the right word for that rendition. Yep. Up, oh, somebody's holding the rainbow sign up. Like, Throwing a super up tempo little bit of lazy here. This sounds anything but lazy. Yeah. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh oh. He's, he's doing his little deep purple greatest hits in the middle of the show here. He has a little purple mel- uh, medley. I loved seeing the 70s strat in this show. And I was like, yeah, I, I need to practice more. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I yes. need to get more serious with mine. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, so far that hasn't been a dud. Oh no! <laughs> What's he? Look at Richie. What's he <laughs> to look on his face? <laughs> He's like, "This is me trying to look sexy." It's like yeah, you're yeah. doing like it. Blue steel. <laughs> you're doing you're doing it wrong, Richie. You look frightening right now. <laughs> Scaring people. Stop it. Backing singers are killing it on that part. Yeah, they're getting oh, yeah. no no credit. There's not even a light on them. You can't even see them yeah. in the background. Where are they over at Richie's side? I have no they're idea. Behind the stacks or something. <laughs> I think it's like a nice way too to fill out his vocals so he doesn't have to night after night hit those high notes. So it just kind of Oh yeah. You know, give it gives him a rest as well. Like so, if he can't hit those notes, the you know the the background singers hit it. 
So it looks like this is the only song they do from the the Bonnet era. Yeah. And then they do one from the Dio era. We just haven't gotten there yet. Wait, doing a great job on the Bonnet song. Yeah, it sounds great. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, if I, oh, I, I can't remember the last time we yeah. watched Richie play live on the show, but it must have been a, like a late Deep Purple show or something because he was not that into it at all. No, it's, <laughs> I mean, I'm watching this and I'm like, I'm thinking these guys are feeling it. Yeah. Yeah, man. And that's what you want. That's what we want to see when you're watching one of these. Absolutely. Yeah, they're getting what they paid for at this show. I don't get what I pay. I didn't even pay for it. I would. <laughs> Yep, Rogers got the tambourine back out. Kind of doing that call and response thing he used to do with Gillen a little bit. Yeah, there you go. Hints, uh, hearkening back to the old days. They should roll out a set of congas for JLT. <laughs> okay, oh, he's got, he got, he brought out a big mallet, Chris. Uh-oh. Is he going to use, the, he's going to hit the gong? Oh, there it yes. is. There it is. <laughs> Hit it. He put the drumstick in his teeth and he reached, he just brought it out. Drum roadies are like, okay, we don't have to kick his ass after shit. They'll just we start packing it up now. Yeah, We're gonna right. get a jump on it. Wheel it off stage <laughs> mid set like Nick Jones style. <laughs> Interesting song to bust out the gong to. Don't yeah, expect right. it in this one. It was very planned. It's kind of funny that the bass player is playing a tambourine. But the singer is not, you know, when the singer could easily do it. But there's just no bass. No, JL, JLT's got to work on being sexy over That's, there. Yeah. He need, it takes two hands to be sexy. Yeah, he's, 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 he's running his uh, fingertips down to his groin area. He, he can't <laughs> be bothered with his tambourine. <laughs> no, like uh, Roger Crockett can do that over there. Exactly. <laughs> right.
like David Rosenthal's wearing that like too short vest with no shirt underneath. Yeah, the uh, they call it the, uh, the 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 half shirt vest. It's a crop look. top vest. <laughs> okay, pretty much, right? Or the crop vest. And those, yeah, uh, JLT's pants are painted on there. Look at those things. Well, hey, this, this was the time for it. This was the era. Oh, the eyes are gone. Yeah, I was just thinking that. That's unexpected. Throwing a lot of little medley stuff things in here. JLT hmm. is like, you're not gonna make me sing this. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, hey, wait, we didn't talk about this. I, I don't care who you are. If somebody makes you sing this, you're like, I'm not doing it. There's one person on the planet that that song. Correct me if I'm wrong or no. if you have a differing opinion. But no, you're 100 no, right. to yeah. have to agree. Unbelievable vocal performance, <laughs> and how, how? Why? Why would anyone even attempt it? There's it, a reason just, no one else ever did <laughs> attempt it. Yeah, and even a deep no, I mean, There were. Let's just say there are others that can, but they shouldn't. Yeah. You know, I, there are others that can, but why would they? I mean, why would you attempt it? I mean, this is this is obviously you know. Given the guy's a break with the keyboard solo, yeah. since he teased child time, that better vocal performance on the studio version is just straight up unbelievable. Mm. Nobody's attempting that. I don't care who you are. Pavarotti is not attempting <laughs> that. <laughs> See, that Pavarotti and Gillen could have performed it together. Pavarotti plays a beat set of congas too, I heard. <laughs> He's got to do something when the band's on one of those long solos. In fact, he, I think he was originally supposed, supposed to be on the Born Again album, and they just couldn't get it together. <laughs> There's a scheduling conflict. Yeah. And we talked about my love for this song on the uh, first, uh, the Straight Between the Eyes episode. Yes. The thing that I love about Blackmore and bands in general is probably going to disappoint me on this one because I guarantee you that he's not going to play the solo like he did on the studio version. Right, yeah, especially Richie. That, one, that one's a masterpiece. That uh, studio version of the Stone Cold solo incredible composition the phrasing amazing and Richie we'll see what he does on this one though there's a few solos he'll he'll duplicate but I don't think this is one of them I was on the moon, make it 
I got these tasty little fills in here from Blackmore. Yeah. If you showed up to the show, maybe you were the jury was still out for you on Rainbow. Maybe you're still a little butt hurt that Dio isn't still in the band. You're going to be a convert after watching this performance. Oh, there's the eyes. There they they're back. See, the eyes are a little more high tech now. You get that sort of texture in the in the like with the lighting brings out a little more sort of. Yeah, it's like you can sort see the artistic. blood vessels in there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's no solo at all so far. Oh, you know what? That's right. Wow. That's why interesting. Would, why would he do that? Maybe they're cutting into it now. No, they're, they left it out completely. That's surprising. Unless he, they, unless they flipped it around and he's going to do it at the end. Oh, oh, I wow. guess not. Maybe he agrees with me that the uh, studio version simply can't be topped, so we're just going to leave it out of the lot version. Maybe All that right. was the decision. Well, you know he's going to probably do a 15-minute solo at later, so <laughs> he maybe just figured he'd leave it for that. Uh, I think uh, I think Matola's favorite song is coming up here. Oh. <laughs> the one I wasn't man enough to give five stars to, but he was. <laughs> yep, here it is. All right, now it's my turn to swoon. There you go. <laughs> Whoa, they're getting really bloodshot, those eyes. I think they left and went and smoked up in the parking lot. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. What's he got wrapped around his hand? Got a cloth on his mic? Looks like he has an ice pack on his hand, like he punched a wall or something, and they brought him an ice pack. getting used to the eyes <laughs> like at first I'm like these are cheesy and now I'm like alright this is cool yeah it's getting better <laughs> yeah the only reason these weren't referenced in Spinal Tap is because it came out probably earlier the same year <laughs> or like a few months later or whatever you know it came out in 82 now they're 
Pullman through the crowd. That's a nice move. Yeah, it's like terrifying. It looks like they're looking for somebody. <laughs> it's like out of a science fiction novel or something. Enjoying this, John? Oh, yeah, this is great. This is just as great as the album version. Oh, wait. This one definitely benefits from that extra jolt of energy. Really, all of them have, but this one especially. Wow, look at how scalloped those frets are. Yeah, I never knew he did that until Ingve came on the scene, but uh, yeah. I don't think he did it in the Deep Purple days, but I I think he was probably... I don't know when he started doing it. It'd be a good thing to look into. Have you ever played a guitar with scalp frets? Yeah, I've tried it. I... You just you have to have a really light touch. Yeah, that's what it's I've just, heard. Like you if you if you literally have to just glide over it, and that's I I I, I don't have that. Uh, you have to adjust your whole approach to it. I know there's a story. I can't remember who it is, but Richie letting somebody play his guitar with scallop frets and just laughing at them because they didn't know <laughs> how you had to play it so much differently, and it just sounded awful because you're if you press if you give any effort or force into those strings, you're basically bending the note up, and it sounds yeah. terrible. Yeah. But you can tell just watching the way his fingers move on this, like that he was absolutely even for him at the top of his game just looks so effortless wow oh yeah I'll see you a five and raise you another five. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I'll never catch up to you on that. And, and that, that, it pains me to admit it, but I, we're among friends here. I can admit it. I'm, 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 I'm outclassed in that area. I'm appreciation for power. Fully appreciating power and playing a Fender Telecaster. I'm not man enough to do either one. <laughs> admit it. That's real bad stuff right there. <laughs> nice. <laughs> the blues is only Rainbow can play them.
not often you hear. Rosenthal. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, no, it's just not often you hear like a Moog blues solo like this. <laughs> is he still with uh, Billy Joel? I think he is. I, th- I think something came came across my timeline recently. I think he's been playing with them for God, forty years or something. Wow. And, Ber- and Bergy, I don't know if he's been playing with him recently, but I know Liberty DeVito played with him forever. Yeah, but they, they had a falling out. Um, I think it, what is it? That uh, Netflix documentary, like Hired Hands or something. Um, about side, famous Sidemen. Yeah, I, Hired Guns, I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I, I actually, yeah, I saw that a while ago. It was, it was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, Liberty did, didn't speak too highly of uh, how <laughs> Billy Joel treats people. <laughs> no, so. no. Yeah, I remember that part. <laughs> yeah, so he's played with Billy Joel since 93. Jeez. Pretty good run. Again, yeah. talking about a good paycheck. <laughs> I mean, yeah, no you get shit. a gig like that, you hold on to it. Absolutely. Are you kidding? Oh. He's got out the screwdriver. Oh. I mean, the slide. <laughs> you can tell this isn't going to be a 30 second solo. That JLT playing a guitar back there? Oh yeah, is he? Yeah. Yep. Oh wow. Strapped on a piece. He is one Who of the knew? very few people, maybe the one of the only ones I can think of that Richie allowed to play guitar on stage. Oh look oh, at it's that! It's a Gibson SG at that. P90 version. You wonder if Richie More actually- stuff that's, uh, that I'm not mad enough for P90 pickups. Uh, <laughs> what's the deal with them? It's just a little fatter single coil, but I don't know. Single coil pickups, I just can't get them to work for me. Oh, easy, JLT. <laughs> he's doing some <laughs> Guitar Hero moves. The way he's hiding behind Roger, you make... It makes you wonder if Richie actually even knows he's playing guitar on stage. <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like, maybe Richie won't notice. <laughs> you risk getting the uh, Graham Bonnet treatment of guitar up, up over the back of your skull. Mark Roback said they would have played Providence, Rhode Island on this tour on July 25th. Were you there, John? Uh, no. Um, yeah, I couldn't. I, was six. I couldn't make it that day either. You said this was what August? Yeah. The show? Yeah. So I mean, just imagine like this very show coming to our through our neck of the woods. 
Probably would have played the Civic Center, I'm sure. Yeah, it would have been five. Well, almost five. Okay, it's like Roger's like glow in the dark. Oh, and there's a lighter in the foreground there. <laughs> wow. All the lights are out. Rosenthal bringing the drama to this <laughs> set. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh, wow. They actually just cut to the audience out of nowhere for the first time in the entire show. In another couple years, they would have forced the keyboardist to be backstage with the singers. Mm. This is kind of the end of the era where they actually allow them on stage. Throwing water at people. Wow. In a playful way. Usually he's doing it in an angry way. Yeah, Raf Kaff, our resident uh, San Antonio patron, commenting that when we did see the crowd, it was women. Yeah. I mean, they're for JLT, no doubt. How could you not? And possibly Rosenthal. Oh, Roger threw his fedora oh. into the audience. <laughs> Ooh, Roger is now hatless. I repeat, hatless. <laughs> it's not often you see him on stage he's, with no hat on. He's regretting this decision already. <laughs> it's like, what did I just do? He's going to come back out with like a top hat. Yeah, he's, he's consulting his backstage travel <laughs> haberdasher to find out if he's got anything else he can replace it with. Give me the newsboy for the rest of the set. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He doesn't even have a base tech. The base tech helps out with a gong. <laughs> He's a backup gong, man. It's funny, you know, when <laughs> every band I go to see nowadays has like 25 guitars on stage and Richie and Roger just been playing the same ones this whole time. Yeah, yeah I was going to comment on that. Simpler times. Richie and they're playing, ag- playing aggressively. It's not easy to keep a guitar in tune under those conditions. Richie will usually switches to like a cheapo guitar that he can smash if he if he is so inclined. But yeah, it seems like every show I see now, they're tuning the guitar between uh, t- having a freshly tuned guitar in between every song yeah. and switching it out. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I don't know. Things are too, too sterile these days. I think. I think you're right. Sorry, I gotta, I gotta go grumpy old man yeah. here. <laughs> well, I mean, I think a lot of it has to do also with endorsement deals. Like guys mm. gotta bust out the, oh. you know, the certain model to mm. put it on display for people. Yeah, that's mm, a good true. point. Yeah, if we're endorsing you, you can't just show one of our guitars. You've got to switch through yeah, six different. Exactly. Oh, I like that red one. That yeah, that's a really nice one. I've been instructed by uh, one of our listeners, Steve uh, Steve Hunt, not to go to the bathroom during the drum solo at the Glenn Hughes show. He said it was awesome. Okay. Who else is on that bill? Is that Enough's Enough opening up? Enough's and, Enough and Bad Marriage. Oh, that's with the uh, Tommy Skiach, yeah. uh, formerly of Tesla, apparently. <laughs> however, however you pronounce yeah, that. Yeah, we got into a whole aside on that in one episode. <laughs> Just sounds like yeah, something you say when you stub your toe. <laughs> well, it should, yeah, it should be a good show. Oh, it's going to be awesome, yeah. And then John's going to see him like six days later, so. Yeah. Yeah, they're coming down down here, the Hobart Art Theater, down in this neck of the woods. Oh, that's right, yeah. <laughs> he's like, come on. Oh, he's pointing at the audience. He's like, I'm over it. You ain't giving me what I need. <laughs> oh, he's playing with his hands oh, now. Yeah. Classic. Channeling like it's channeling his inner bottom. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like, knock it off. He better hit that gong. He's gonna hit the gong with his head. I bet she finishes off the solo with the gong. I'm, I'm gonna. It'll be the second time it is used. Yeah. Oh. Come on, a great way to end a solo. <laughs> He's just looking at the, like I'm so disappointed in this crowd. <laughs> He's a showman. I feel like everybody in this band is a showman. <laughs> He's saying the, the right-hand side, eh, you guys are okay, but... <laughs> What's he doing? <laughs> I think I'm going to have trouble following these these directions he's giving. Yeah, Roback said he took mime lessons. <laughs> now he's like, he's like, he's going to be in the, in the glass box. box yeah. <laughs> Oh, he's getting some sticks back out. Checking his armpit deodorant.
Damn. He brought, he brought up the mallet again. I told you. <laughs> yeah, here he goes. One. Oh, oh. He's teasing us. Yeah, he's like, do you want me to do it? Should I do it? Yes or no? Oh, they're not loud enough. He's not going to do it. Oh, he's putting it away. Oh. <laughs> what, a, what a clown. <laughs> Having them count to four now. Yeah, I don't want my I don't want Bobby Rodinelli on my uh, team for charades. Oh wow, he hit it right with the pyrotechnics. Wow. <laughs> That's funny. He just like, hit yeah. the, he just hit those uh, symbols again, but nothing happened. There was no sound. It's like, yeah, that's how you do that shit. <laughs> oh, see that? Rod just got his backup fedora. <laughs> <laughs> so he probably had a cheapo one on, like Richie does. He gets the cheap guitar to smash. They give him the cheap fedora and he throws it out in the crowd. They give him the real one. There you go. Are they playing down like a half step? I feel like they're not playing in the original key of the song. Maybe. But it seems weird because it's not like, I mean, JLT has a higher yeah. voice than Dio. I mean, also, this key could be better suited to his yeah, maybe. delivery. I mean, either way, it's, it's, it sounds good. I mean, it's pretty great that, you know, JLT would have only been in the band for, what, like a couple of years at this point, max? And, but the set is largely his songs. He's only, well, I guess there's one more song, but... He's got three songs by other people and nine by his lineup, which is pretty good. These days, I feel like you're just doing all the legacy stuff. <laughs> Richie's all the way over by David Rosenthal. He doesn't usually make it that far over on stage. Wow. <laughs> He's definitely given a lot of Mr. Bean faces on this one. Yeah. You know, I was I was skeptical about a Dio era song, but they're they're handling it really well. I think th this one is. I think if it came to the subject matter of like the wizards and swords and sorcery stuff, that JLT wouldn't deliver it the same way. Because you just it's hard. I, yeah, to, I mean, it's hard to get yourself into that. I mean, it's not like you could like bust out like Gates of Babylon or something. Yeah. 
and it would be convincing with him. <laughs> Richie, I mean, you could do like a whole photo montage of just the faces he's made in this concert. Uh, you should. Yeah, I should. <laughs> Somebody should send me the timestamps. <laughs> So, Chris, there's a Deep Purple uh, live concert in Czechoslovakia where JLT says, my Czechoslovakia is not so good, but do you have, do you guys have sex? <laughs> it's like the wor- one of the worst stage banters of all time. <laughs> and that one was when he was fronting Purple. Yeah, yeah, which is like the wrong band to do that with besides. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> yeah, bad move. <laughs> You could just see John Lord in the background going, what the what the hell are we doing here? <laughs> it's an odd time. Hence Raf Kaf's uh, my Texan is not that good. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's that's like Oh, it's all like the little sparks from the pyrotechnics raining down on the stage. Look yeah. at that. Wow, that's crazy. Oh, I got fireworks up there, up top, too. Another shot of the audience there. (laughs) 
What is he trying to do? I don't know what he's trying to do. He's got like a cord. He looks like he's tangled up in that cord. (laughs) This looks like one of his cheapo guitars, so he might be smashing it here. Yeah, it might be. Weird shaped headstock, no logo on it. Yeah, that's it, that's mm. a hundred fifty dollar job. It's gonna be firewood. <laughs> it looks like it's got a like a Telecaster <laughs> head on it, or neck yeah. and head yeah. on a strap that is body. A smashing guitar. That's what that is. <laughs> Although it looks like it's still got scalloped uh, fretboard there. So yeah, he's like. Even for my smashing guitar, you got to make sure these yeah. frets are scalloped. I, could, I need to at least be able to play it. <laughs> yeah, they, they do look scalloped. Or they just could be one of those guitars where like the, the, the frets just no, stick up defi- so far. They're definitely scalloped, you can see from that angle. Maybe like somebody tried to scallop it and kind of did a hack job on it. He said, well, I'll just smash this one in the next show. Yeah, he's treating it badly right now. Yep. <laughs> he's, he like fell over. <laughs> now he's playing it lefty. Rubbing it all over playing his ass. Playing spot. Rubbing on his ass, yep. Classic Richie Rubbing move. his ass with it, yep. Gonna hit some cymbals with it. There you go. Yeah, you can tell it's got that little that back panel is completely off of it already. <laughs> Rollback is like <laughs> appalled. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell is going on here? Um, awesomeness. That's what's going on. Jesus. Whoa. Yep. He's got cheapo out. <laughs> he must have thrown that thing twenty feet in the air. There he goes. Look out. Look out. He's. He's going to hit a home run. <laughs> oh, 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 my crack that neck first shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> What's that thing made of? <laughs> you can hear as a bow, bow. <laughs> it's like echoing. Oh. Jesus. Well, doing that is he broke. Um, when he threw that guitar up in the air, that's what he did with Purple. He threw it up and he caught it wrong and broke his thumb and they had to cancel the rest of the tour. Yeah. Oh, no, he's like looking to hand out the guitar. Oh, he just throws it in the oh, audience. Wow. That's got to be a mad fight. Oh, now he gets the real one back out. <laughs> yeah. He'll be handling this one a little more gingerly. So it had the uh, had the different the different fretboard on that one, and I think that might have been because back in the day he ac- accidentally was handed the wrong guitar and smashed one of his good guitars. So mm. maybe that's why I said just save the rosewood fretboard for tonight. No, <laughs> when I when I don't see it, I'll know it's smashing time.
Is he singing out of two mics? <laughs> He's holding two mics. <laughs> That's old school, man. <laughs> yeah, I used to have mics taped together for like some sort of feedback here. Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, the eyes are go working overtime right now. They're moving fast. They're like, everybody's still here? Thank you one more time. Everyone here, everyone at home. They're all pre- JLT sounded like he had a British accent when he was saying that. Just hanging out with those guys too long or? Yep, the show's over. Pack it up, everybody. Nothing more to see here. It's a yeah, I mean, what, what else could they possibly pull out at this get, point? Get some Irish cops in there. Show's over, folks. <laughs> Nothing to see here. <laughs> yeah, what else could they do? I mean, really, what else do they have in their bag of tricks? Nothing. There are no other songs that Richie Blackmore is known for, so I guess it's time to pack it up. Yep. Well, see you later. <laughs> The lighters are starting to come on. They're back. I wasn't sure if that was just canned music, you know, band's music yeah, yeah. pre-recorded. Mm. Some people walked out. Already, and they shouldn't have. <laughs> they won't let him back in either. Sorry, we don't I let you back in. the traffic. I love the way he plays slide. When he plays it, you can't even see that he's holding a slide. Yeah, it's very unconventional. Maybe if I tried holding a slide like that, I'd be able to do anything with a slide because I suck so bad at it. I can't. I've never been able to get the hang of it. I was on the verge of being decent at it, and then I just stopped doing it. <laughs> You're just like, yeah, this isn't. You sometimes, sometimes, some things you just gotta say. This just isn't my style, and it's not gonna be in my arsenal. Well, I re- we recorded a, a one song with slide on. It. Actually, it was pretty good. But like I said, I just when I switched bands after that, I just never kept at it. But like I said, I was on the verge of being pretty good at. It. Oh, this song, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> oh, that's right. Forgot about that one. Flaming <laughs> lips. Uh, Have you heard the Flaming Lips uh, version of I the song? I have not. It's the only Terrible. song in the history of our show that John gave a zero rating to. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad, huh? It's not horrible. It's not great. 
abysmal. I mean, were they trying to be shitty with it, or do you think they're trying to have a good go at it? They just failed. Mm-hmm. I think they were trying to be ironic with it. Yeah, I think they were trying oh, to... Oh, yeah, that like, makes sense. Look how quirky we are. We're doing it in a funny way, you know? No, like, look, we're using that. like a... We're like we're using a, a keyboard from a toy store as our drum right. beat, my drum yeah, machine. That, Get out of here. Gonna, that's not going to fly with Matola. Nope. <laughs> Get out of here nope. with that shit. It's time for that horse shit. <laughs> Take yep. your irony and shove it. Now, previous to that, I didn't even know it was an option that you could give a song a zero. And he's like, well, I'm doing it. That's yeah, <laughs> his show. Like yeah, I, right. what I tell Nick all the time. It's your show. You do whatever the fuck That's you right. want. That's right. It threw off everything on the spreadsheet, but hey. Eh, big deal. <laughs> I think uh, just by the sound of it, I can tell it was justified. Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah I don't think you'd be a big fan either. Flaming Lips, I, I believe, also a Texas band, if I'm not mistaken. Are they Although really? They, I think I might be wrong about that. Possibly Oklahoma. I gotta look this up now. Sorry, we're all this Flaming Lips talk, but somebody <laughs> in the chat wrote it up. So it's a, it happens more often than you'd think. <laughs> yep, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Oh, there you Close go. Close to Texas. When you spend your life in the Dust Bowl, you think it's a good idea to bust out the toy keyboard and <laughs> smoke on the water. Bunch of jackasses. <laughs> a pretty good version of this. Richie yeah. didn't fuck up the riff um, yep. at the beginning. <laughs> Another solo voided. Yeah, it was a little, yeah, just a little, we're going to do a little short version of that. Oh, there he goes, the, the curly and the mowing curly thing. <laughs> nice. JLT sounds like a native, the way he keeps saying San Antone. He did his homework. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got a show in Mississippi after this. <laughs> <laughs> Just watch out, though. He comes to Boston and he says Bean Town. It's over with. It's over with. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! We've cut back to the guy at the with the newspaper catching on fire. I was wondering what happened to that guy. He's just looking around. This is a very creepy ending. So is he the guy whose eyes are on stage? Like, is that the, the narrative they're trying to lay down here? I guess. Yeah. I love when they just take like a perfectly good show like this and they have to tack on some goofy story before and after that's like 30 seconds long for no good reason. It's like he's reading the credits. Yeah, we don't we don't need the yeah, we don't need this shit. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna run it to the bitter end here. Oh, and it's like a minute left. Well, I mean we could we could it's, just talk. Yeah, it's this eerie like <laughs> John Sykes. Special thanks to John Sykes. What did he do? I don't know. A very creepy ending. There you know, go. Tying it all together with that intro, post-apocalyptic wow. Texas scene, some guy darting his eyes around. <laughs> Very weird. 
boy. Well, there you have it. Before we get into our mm. kind of closing thoughts on that, I will do a very weird thanking of our patrons since I screwed it up earlier. Um, so where are we now here? We'll go to the core level and then into the rest of them. We've got at the core level at the $7.77 keep it warm rat tier. We have Michael Vader at the $6.99 new nice price tier. We have Spike the Rock Cat and Sugar Tea at the episode $6.66 tier. We have Steve Coldwell and Arthur Smith. Anton Glaving and Charles Meadows at the $6.65 almost evil tier. We have Kenny Wymore. Um, who else do we have? Oh, and Richie Sucksmith at the $6 what's going on here tier. We have Richard Fusey at the 60 kroner Scandinavian Knights tier. We have Newt Morton Johansson coming to us from hell, Norway. At the $5 Moneylender tier, we have John Convery, German Heindel, Adrian Hernandez, Jesper Alman, Alexi the Perfect Stranger, Slepikoff, Kev Roberts, Percival Frequency, Scott Zerns, Cynthia Doobie, Raf, Calf, and Coyote Bongwater. And then rounding out our uh, core level patrons at the $1.71 I Want My Own Tier tier, we have... At the 10 kroner tier, Karsten Lau. And at the $1 made up name tier, we have the Can't Leak It Here, Leaky Mausoleum, Stephen Somerville, the Concerto 1999 Fanatic, Hank the Tank, Private Eyes, Ashen Lionel, <laughs> Blackmore Tights. Steve Down to Earth Kohler, who's in the chat, Zwapper the Electric Alchemist, Anders Engstrom, ICDC, Durple Purple, and Purple Swede. All right, thank you so much to all of you for your generous support of the Deep Purple Podcast. Whew. All right, guys, so that show, what do, what do we have to say to, 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 to wrap it up? Uh, I mean, if we were... If we were rating shows, I'd give this one a five mm. for sure. I think um, one of the things that I like about this, because we were talking about all the way through, is just like the energy everybody had, great set list. <clears throat> Excuse me. And one of the things that I noticed when we, what was it, a couple, few weeks ago, when we were watching the, the live White Snake show, and I made that comment then, is like, you don't really, you don't see shows like this anymore. Like, they just, they were doing the same thing that White Snake was doing, extended jams, doing this different creative stuff with songs. It's like, I feel like you don't, you don't really see that anymore. Playing half songs. He left the solo out of smoke on the wall. I'll just do whatever, you know, you don't, everything's too scripted now. Yeah. Yeah. You could be right. Yeah. I mean, maybe, you know, I would guess I can't speak for like all music, but I mean, you know, it's, this was definitely cool to watch. This was, I could see why everybody was giving it such high praise. Cause I haven't, I haven't seen it until tonight. Really? That's yeah. right. You mentioned that earlier. Um, yeah. Yeah. For me, uh, I would definitely give it a five as well. Uh, you know, and not just for nostalgic purposes. Like I said, this is, uh, you know, very early after we got MTV on our cable system. This was a uh, regular um, rotation in the Saturday night concert. I mean, I think I want to say it was on every couple of months until he started mm -hmm. building up the library. Um, and I never missed it. I mean, I thought it was great. And I, mm -hmm. I, I recall them pulling, it, it, 
you would love this, John. They pulled the, the version of Power and wrote, had it going as his own standalone video in regular rotation throughout the day. So oh, wow. I, re- I, I distinctly remember that. Good choice. Um, yeah, absolutely. And uh, um, yeah, uh, for nostalgic purposes, it gets a five. And then now seeing it again, probably for the first time, Jesus, least 30 years, not closer to 35 or possibly even 40 at this point. Um, just the energy and the sound, everything dialed in, the sound, um, set list, like you said, the different extended arrangement of tearing up my heart, the tighter arrangement of stone cold and smoke on the water. The flawless performance, really. I can't think of anything I didn't like about it. Yeah. Yeah, incredible um, to think that this was, that there was ever a time that this would be played in its entirety or at least close to it on MTV. You know, it's uh, it, it, it just awesome. And, you know, the Rainbow never made like the big, huge splash in America the way it did in Europe. Well, a bigger one, I guess, in Europe. Um, but yeah, it's pretty amazing. Um, and it's it's such a short, it's only even with all, even with the silly little story about the guy reading the newspaper that catches on fire is only an hour and 15 minutes. It's really not mm. a long show at all for a headliner. Um, but you, they crammed think, a lot uh, in. Do you think they, that's a complete show or do you think they left out any material? Um, mm. I guess it's possible they did. I just don't know if they filmed the whole thing, why they wouldn't, especially like maybe on a DVD release, why they wouldn't have put anything back. But it seems like the VHS and the DVD both have the same runtime. Yeah. Um, I just think that's a, a short uh, set time for a headliner yeah. back in the day. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, I can't imagine anything being deemed unworthy in that performance. I, you got to believe that would mm. if that wasn't the complete set. You know, any other stuff they did had to been you know cracking like the rest of it. So who knows? But it just seems kind of Buck fifteen with, you know, drum solos, keyboard solos, blues excursions. It just seems kind of short. Well, I'm pulling up a set list from 1982, and it looks like they did. Mm -hmm. Um, maybe they did cut some stuff out. Mm. It looks like uh, "Kill the King." They did after "Long Live Rock and Roll." Hmm. I heard a little bit of it in one of the medleys. And then the German song that I can't pronounce, but Raph can uh, maybe next time before smoke on the water. So maybe they cut out a little bit, but it's not like a crazy amount. Yeah. I mean, if you, I think if, if you extend it up to an hour and a half, that's close enough for jazz, you know? Yeah. Um, just an hour 15 is, is a uh, pretty short, especially it just seemed typical back in the day that, uh, you know, a song or band would give you at least an hour and a half, hour 45. But mm. Yeah. It, it's oh. possible that was, that was also like a, yeah. a 20 minute version of kill the King for all we know. <laughs> but yeah, but it seemed like the long live rock and roll was a, it seemed like a pretty definitive end. So who knows? Well, either way. I mean, it was, um, it, it does what a good performance should do. It leaves you wanting more. Yeah. It didn't overstay its welcome. I'll tell you that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. You could have easily that. rounded that up to two hours and I would have been happy. 
Yeah, well, I mean, that was uh, that look, that was a DVD release, right? And it said 06, so yeah, who knows? Maybe uh, maybe someday we'll get the uh, the uncut version. Yeah, the missing uh, 20 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Hmm. Well, yeah, another, uh, you know, we try to, at least with every every band we cover, trying to cover at least one live performance and trying to find those definitive performances by specific lineups. So if you have any um, that you think we've missed, let us know. Uh, but that's our first JLT live performance, and it did not disappoint. Nope, did not. Awesome. Well, Chris, thank you so much for joining us. And uh, for those of us that don't know, where can they find you on a weekly basis? Uh, as as everybody says, wherever you get your podcasts, look for Pod of Thunder, um, podofthunder.com. You can uh, uh, see all our episodes, direct links to where you can uh, download, stream them. Uh, we're up to episode we just released episode as of this recording uh 546 so wow. plugging along and um you know uh still it's still fun for us people still seem to be enjoying it uh, yeah. so why not you know like i tell andy i go if we can't uh muster up the effort to put out a podcast every week. We might as well just quit entertainment uh, altogether. Cause I mean, in terms of like, you know, compared to schlepping gongs and three March snacks around, this is a lot easier. And, uh, and that, to be honest, a lot more fun and then, then a lot more uh, successful for me. Mm-hmm. So uh, why, why stop now? So yeah, we're, we're Still going at it. No plans to quit anytime soon, but you know, who knows what tomorrow will bring, but for now we're still at it. So if you never check this out, I hope you can uh, breeze in, see if you like it and say thanks again to you guys for giving me another, uh, JLT fix. Not sure that was the smartest thing for me to watch this close to bedtime. Probably going to be uh, you're all worked doing up. My, I'm going to be doing my Richie's Richie uh, Blackmore moves in the living room uh, <laughs> instead of going to bed to get out this uh, uh, pent up energy that that instilled in me. But hey, yeah, I'll live with it. That was cool. I haven't seen it in a while, but I loved it then and. Uh, did not disappoint all these years later. Yeah, well, thanks. And thanks yeah, for doing fun. what you guys do every week. It's always uh, brings a smile to my face on Monday morning to find a new episode. And, you know, it, it, I as we're recording this, it's your first uh, uh, first show of February for this year, your fifth year of doing February. And I totally Correct. forgot that it was February and I just pu- I pressed play and I heard that music and I said, Oh yeah, this is going to be a good one. Uh, so I was excited, very excited yeah. to hear that great way yep, to start doing it so far. Yeah. I think uh, it's been catching on people. It was a little, a little shock to the system originally. And a lot of the skeptics weren't having it, but I, I think, uh, I think year five here, I think we're getting a lot more, uh, um, converts to it yeah which, you know you don't have to do a rock based song every week doing doing other genres and stuff is really interesting and mo- most um, people you know, grew up listening to different genres not just one yeah. specific thing and it's you know it's hey it's february it's the month of love it's uh 
Valentine's Day this month. My wedding anniversary is this month. Uh, uh, congratulations. Oh, yeah. You know, hey, if you can't uh, get inspired by some of the uh, material we bring out on February, uh, you know, you might want to see a physician. Uh, you've got a problem. So. <laughs> Hopefully Nick can uh, redeem himself from his uh, September pick. Yeah, he, uh, he rolled the <laughs> dice on that one. Crapped uh, <laughs> out, I think. But, uh, yeah, no, I think he, he usually has something good up his sleeve because this, this was his, uh, well, they were, they were both his idea, but this was his original idea of Steam Month. So I don't think he's going to take any chances. Um, <laughs> I think he's going to, you know, bring his A game. So we'll find out in a couple weeks. I think Andy's choice is next. So we'll see what happens there. Excellent. Well, I'm looking forward to it. And I'm looking forward to... Uh digging up some JLT in the future that we can have you back on to discuss. Or, you know, it doesn't have to only be JLT, but if it is JLT, you can guarantee you'll be the first phone call we make. Mm. I appreciate that. I'm not worthy, but I'll take it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. Well, thank you so much. And uh, John and I will be back with you next week for another episode. Have a good Mm -hmm. night, guys. Thank you for listening to the Deep Purple Podcast. If you like what you hear and would like more episodes in the future, please donate on Patreon to support the show. You can also leave us a review in Apple Podcasts to help new people discover the show. You can follow us on YouTube, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook for show updates. See deeppurplepodcast.com for more details. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Always a good time. Chris, you do a great job in your podcast. Thank you for all, all, all your, your good stuff. Oh, thanks. Appreciate that. That's uh means a lot. So appreciate a, a man of your obvious distinction <laughs> and uh lack of pants wearing. Appreciate <laughs> That's the rollback. Yeah, that's the there other you one. Go. This guy uh, wears pants. Uh, Usually, wow, that's that's neat. We all saw it on the on the last. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. I was wearing my boxer shorts. <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>